Hey guys, Justin here with 47 North. Hey, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to all of my listeners. Um, this has been super cool to be able to make this podcast. Um, this podcast has been up and running for probably a little over a month now. And um, we've reached uh, a whole bunch of different states and even a few different countries. A um, whole bunch of states and we're... Someone listened to us in Australia, in uh, Germany, and in Vietnam. Uh, That's super cool. I see, I I see that uh, when different states listen. I see that. That's super cool to be able to reach out to that many people and have that many people listen uh, from from all over the states and all over the world. Really, Um, that's awesome. Uh, I, I love, I love doing this. I love sharing these stories. Um, I just wanted to kind of touch base with you guys and, and send you out a thank you. Um, I am working on a, uh, like a little guitar part or intro outro kind of deal, uh, to the podcast. So it kind of, you know, spruce it up a little bit so it's not so boring all the time. Um, uh, with that said, I also want to keep it, um, these are real conversations that that John and I or whoever else is on are having, and I, I want to keep it kind of that way. I want to keep it more raw and not uh, so much editing to where it sounds scripted. We don't do any scripts at all. We just we just talk. Uh, so some of our you know we stumble on some words, stutter a little bit or whatever. Um, I you know just just try and <laughs> try and put up with it. Uh, I'm I'm gonna try to keep it as raw as possible. Um, I did just start a YouTube channel. It's called 47 North Outdoors. Uh, no videos yet. I haven't posted anything. If you want to give us a follow, uh, I'd really appreciate it. There will be videos eventually. Um, we're going we're, we're gonna to start filming a bunch. Um, hunting and fishing and, and kind of whatever we can do outdoors. Um, I, we hope to get some, uh, some video camera stuff. Uh, this summer and hopefully this this hunt in in the fall we can get all on camera and and we can um do podcasts every night of that and whatever comes along with that stuff um so yeah i just wanted to give you guys all a a thank you uh eventually i do want to change up my at the end of every podcast, I just give a shout to 47 North and right now it's, it's just pretty boring. <laughs> um, so bear, bear with me guys. Um, like I said, I'm super new to, to all of this. There are, there are ways that directions that I want to go with this podcast and with, uh, 47 North outdoors on, on YouTube. Um, so, uh, it's just going to take some time to get there. So bear with us and, uh, and, we'll get there in, in due time. So, uh, thank you for listening to, uh, to 47 North and let's get on with the episode. Hey, what's going on? All right. So let's get that page up here. All right. So what were you saying? Uh, 2019, we were in, we were in a a new spot. Yeah. And the, reason behind this new spot i guess was the lack of overall success in the other spot over the last years and you know limited deer encounters essentially um so we 
I uh, I think this was 2019, so it would have been the spring of 2019 must have been my first year ever turkey hunting. And my girlfriend got me into, asked if I wanted to go turkey hunting. And said, she said it sounded like, super, like a lot of fun. And so we ended up getting into turkey hunting. We ended up finding this spot because we didn't draw the tag for the unit that we wanted. And we ended up getting a, like our secondary tag option, which was this unit um, for turkey. And we ended up going out there and seeing just, you know, ended up both tagging out on turkeys, having a good hunt. Um, and just stumbled across this area where there was deer everywhere you looked like constantly in the mornings in the evenings, middle of the afternoon, there was deer standing out in these fields. There was deer sign everywhere. Um, you know, there was buck scrapes and stuff. So I was like, Ooh, this is an area I want to hunt. Like, I really, really want to hunt this area. I remember when, when you were telling me about that, um, when you were, I think you were out actually Turkey hunting at the time. And you had texted, I had texted you asking how turkey hunting was going. And I think uh, in your response back, you said that, that there's a lot of deer and that you want to focus on this area and, and possibly start hunting it. Yeah, I was, I was really excited about it because this area is, uh, at least turkey hunting wise, there was the first year, there wasn't a ton of traffic, but when we were out there and we hunted, I think it was just that first weekend since we, no, it was, we hunted two weekends because we tagged out. I tagged out first weekend and then I think Jess tagged out like two or three weekends later. So I think we had hunted a, like six or seven days out there. So I wasn't like super familiar with the area one, because we didn't hunt that specific area public. We hunted some public around that and got familiar with the area the first couple weekends. Right. Uh, but I remember just being super excited about hunting that spot. And I think, me and Jess had actually, I don't think this was a solo hunt. I think this was the year before I decided to do solo hunts. Um, and I think this, me and Jess had went out for like four or five days, um, a week or two prior to this. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Um, um, I remember like, you know, we came across and we had some good opportunities then neither one of us ended up getting anything, but we definitely had some good opportunities. And plus like, you know, a decent game plan for what to do when we come back. Right. Yeah. Every, every missed opportunity you learn from it. Right. Absolutely. And then just getting a little more familiar with the area and this area is pretty easy to find. It's pretty much, you know, only a couple turns off the interstate, you know, it's a ways away from the interstate, but it's, you know, only like two or three turns from the interstate. So it's pretty easy to get to. Yep. Um, this, the spot is in what Kildare mountains. Um, and there's kind of two campgrounds, two main campgrounds, uh, within like a mile from each other. And, um, I don't know how to, they don't have names. One's on the left side of the road. One's on the right side of the road. Uh, when you're, when you're driving up from Kildare. Um, and so this, this first time being in this spot, uh, this was a new spot to me anyways. Um, and we were on the the one that was on the left side of the road and the whole way down, uh, we were talking about, well, when we pulled in, um, immediately kind of like the Elkhorn one, um, there, we were passing deer all over the place and we, we pulled up to our campground and probably 40 yards off of our campground, there's a doe or no, no, it's a buck. 
Yeah, a small uh, buck. Yeah, and um, it it just like hopped away, and and ran into these woods, and John was like, "Well, that's that's a good sign," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's definitely a good sign," and he says, "Wait till you see where where we're camping." He pulls up like, like four seconds of driving and then and then turns and parks and i'm like wait what like it's, <laughs> it was that close like that's super cool <laughs> um so that was yeah that was that was awesome that that got me going i was like all right i'm i'm ready to do something this year you know like every year that we've been out here getting a little bit better getting a little bit closer john spending more time out here you know we're just we're learning more and that was uh it it i was i was really excited for this for this next for this this hunt this season and i was like yeah i i feel really good about this yeah Um, i remember one of the things that really stood out to this area for me which i thought was super cool is as north dakota residents you can hunt whitetail or mule deer We had primarily been targeting mule deer only and mule deer pretty much only areas um, for on the other side of uh, the Little Mississippi. And this area, there's both. So on like the front half of the property, it's kind of split into like, I think the Kildeer Mountain Range is technically what it's called, but some pretty steep, nasty stuff for North Dakota anyways. Um, In the back half of it and the front half of it is like, I don't know, a big bull like there's a big bowl shape with like a bunch of prairie dogs and stuff down there in the bottom with trees kind of going all around it a couple creeks growing through it and i remember seeing elk um seeing antelope whitetail and mule deer all on this little thing of property which was super cool to see right all on public yeah yeah and and i had never seen all four of those species like that close to each other and like it you know and every time you're out there you're seeing stuff so it was it was it was pretty exciting to like you know really spend some time some more time out there and dedicate yeah absolutely um so on the way down of course we had to give casper's shit about his bow tag situation from i don't even know pr- how many times we asked. from the year prior yeah like you got your bu- you got your tag you got your tag show me show <laughs> that was, well it uh... took him like a while to show us it too he's like yeah i have it yeah I have it. <laughs> yeah he did he didn't want to show us it for whatever reason <laughs> we're like dude we're not getting any further without you showing us this <laughs> um the whole way down it started to get pretty dark, right? Uh, because yeah. we again left on a um, Thursday or whatever. Um, started to get pretty dark on our way down, and we were talking about mountain lions because there's uh, there's known to be some mountain lions in this area, and we're t- we're just going through, you know, just a few guys bullshitting. You know, what would you do if this? What would you do if this situation? And, you know, we're, we're kind of just, just bullshitting about that back and forth. Um, and so we're, we're talking about mountain lions for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even longer. And Casper had never heard like what a mountain lion sounds like when they scream. Yeah. yeah. I remember so us like pulling up videos, pull videos and stuff and having them listen to recordings and stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah and I, like, I, every time they scream it still gives me like that little bit of chills run down oh your for spine. sure yeah <laughs> for sure um, I don't know if Casper's knew that there were mountain lions out here. So like, I don't think he had any idea. I think we, I think we really scared him. <laughs> um, but well, no, he had to have because we told him to bring his pistol. Right. Um, but so Casper's has a pistol, so he brought it. I had a pistol, so I brought it. Um, John does not have a pistol. Yeah, I still don't own a pistol. And so we, um, we, we get out there. We set up the first night. Um, so it was set up camp. I remember it like blizzard. It was like a blizzard that night. Yep. Um, it was blowing wind and heavy, thick snowflakes. Um, I went to, I went to take a pee at, in the middle of the night and like, I couldn't see anything. Plus it's super dark. I didn't know the area at all. And, um, it was, it was pretty eerie because even with my headlamp on, I couldn't see anything because all I could see was just white from the snow. I didn't know where I was walking. I didn't know. Um, and then of course I, I tripped on a, on a deer leg too. So I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, this is, this is a little eerie. Um, just, just not knowing the area. Um, well, we woke up in the morning and we went to go, we went to go sit in this, um, we went to go sit in this spot that, that John had picked out. Um, yeah. A week, well, yeah, I think I remember it was two weeks or a week prior to that when I was out now. But I remember that we had sat up on that hillside, uh, me and my girlfriend did, and had deer come through multiple spots in this area. And it's not very far from camp at all. It's only, it's walking distance from camp, but I think we drove a mile down the road. Yeah. And then got out and kind of walked up from the truck from there. Yeah. No, not not far at all. It, it, I, dude, I don't even think it's a mile. Um. Well, I know the backside of that hill buttons right up with that camp because I know that we wanted, I kept on trying to get Casper's to walk up the backside of that hill, but he never yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we all walked out in the same uh, general area. Um, Casper sat in one set of bushes. I sat in another set of bushes and John went um, kind of into a different set of bushes. I was kind of off off in the distance i was up on a hill yeah i um, went down low to where j- yep. i had saw the oh, it was a pretty nice buck um walk and i set myself up to what i thought was probably 30 to 40 yards off of a pretty heavy deer trail which i assumed was the one that the buck had walked on yep there were a couple good uh deer trails going into that piece that you were in yep. um but, but there was one in specific that was that was clearly the most heavily trail uh traveled yeah and um, so John set up on, on that one. At this time, I didn't know that John had set up on where he had set up. I knew his general area, but I didn't know that he had set up where he did. Um, so we're, we're all kind of alone because uh, John's, what, 300 yards from me. Uh, Casper's was probably about the same uh, on the other side of me. Yeah. And... Um, so we're all we're all kind of alone, but in the same area, and we're we're waiting, we're waiting. It was a pretty slow morning uh, on my part. I don't know about you guys. Um, on my part, it was a pretty slow morning, and uh, I so I started getting bored. I started wa- <clears throat> kind of walking around. Um, I did end up putting. I think it was pretty cold that morning. Yeah, 
it was really cold that morning because mm-hmm. uh because i had just blizzard the night yep. before and i ended up putting my bow down um and putting my hands in my pockets so that i could like warm up my hands and when i did that of course of course this would happen uh two does i one of them might have even been a fawn and maybe they were both fawns they were it was they were pretty small deer um but they didn't have any spots on them um they i I heard something i turned around and looked and between me and the bushes um on the other side of these bushes i'm talking 10 yards away two deer just standing right there staring at me and i'm like great well I don't even have my bow in my hand right now, so this isn't going to happen. Uh, so I just I just let them think what they want about me and, and move on. Um, tried not to spook them by any means, but um, or scare them. So they they just kept walking, and that was fine. I you know I was just trying to warm up, um, and I had seen a couple. Uh, I was looking down in John's general direction. Um, that was one of the heavier deer trails that was in front of me that I could, that I could see. And I had seen a couple deer walk in on that trail. And all of a sudden I, I I was looking around and I got to looking over in that direction. And right when I looked in that direction, I caught the very back half of this animal long tail. And I'm like, it, it was, uh, it was a, a little bit shorter too. Um, again, I didn't see the, I didn't see the face. I didn't see the front half. I just saw the back half. And this was a cattail, uh, a, a long cattail sticking out. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm pretty sure that was a cat. So I texted John and I said, Hey, um, there's a cat over by you. Like, be careful. And John texts back, ha, 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 very funny. <laughs> Figured that he was just messing with me, you know, yeah. the night before we were talking about it. And, you know, it, yeah, it, it, it hit me. I was like, I was like, why, why is that funny? And then it hit me and I was like, oh, he thinks I'm kidding because we were just, you know, scaring ourselves on purpose uh, last night on the way up about mountain lions. And so I said, no, dude, I'm serious. I just saw a cat. It just walked in on a trail. Like, I don't know exactly where you are, but if you need any help, like just scream because I can be there. Uh, I've got, I've got the gun. You don't. And he didn't text back to that. So he did, he doesn't text back. And I'm like, well, okay. Why isn't he texting back? Like, so now my mind's going because I'm bored, you know, like, well, is he getting eaten right now? Like, I have no idea. So I'm like, I'm like, here, I don't think there's any deer coming out right now. I'm freezing my ass off. I'm just, I'm just going to go run over to John. So I start booking ass through this field and I get probably a hundred yards away from my spot. And I, (laughs) I just kind of stopped and I was like, what am I doing? Like I'm running into, into, this piece of woods that I have no idea where John is. And I know that there's a cat in there because I just watched it. Like why, why, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? So I decided that it was a better idea to just not. 
and <laughs> I ran back to my spot. At least I got warmed up a little bit and I was able to sit the rest of the time and, and just kind of sit there. And, you know, I had probably spooked everything out of my area anyways, by running hundred yards deer probably looking at me like, look at this idiot. And, um, I remember after that hunt, uh, me and John were texting each other and saying like, Hey, are you ready to be done? Like, yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Um, so he came out of his spot and I started walking down towards him and we met up. And the first thing I said, I, I don't remember word for word, but it was something about the cat. Like, like, did you see the cat? And he said, Oh, I thought you were kidding. And I, <laughs> I said, no, dude, I was, I'm being serious. There was a cat. And I still don't think I really believed you yet. No, you didn't. You you didn't believe me because you, you said, you said, dude, like I was, I was sitting like not far from here. Like I would have seen a cat and I, I said, I said, I, I promise you there was, there was a cat. I said, it took this trail, the heavy trail that, that we've been talking about that we've, that we were watching. I said, it took that trail right in, or I said, at least it looked like it took that trail and because it had blizzarded the night before, um, there was a fresh layer of snow on the ground, yeah. and Probably most like an of inch of snow or something. Yeah, most of the snow had melted by this point. Um, other than inside every deer trail was where the fresh sun snow. wasn't quite hitting it yet. Yep, was fresh snow still, and so we walked up to the trail that I thought that it, this cat came in on and we looked for tracks. We saw some deer tracks because I had seen some deer come in on that. And then we got, we just walked right down this trail and it didn't take long at, you know, 10 yards or so. And we found a perfect paw print, like, yeah, like perfect. picture perfect cat paw print. And Behind that one was another one. And behind that one was another one. And I'm like, I'm like, John, look at this. And he's, he's looking at it and he looks, he looks me dead, dead in the eye. And he's like, that's a cat print. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, I saw one. And he's like, do you know where I was sitting? I said, no. He walks me like 10 steps to this spot. And he's like, I was literally right behind this tree. Like, yeah, like, I was no more than fifteen to twenty yards from it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe within ten. Like it was not far. Not far at all. I can't believe you didn't see it, or it or didn't see it. you. Right. Yeah, that was that was kind of nuts because you, you didn't even believe me until until we actually saw the prints. Well, and the wild part is, is like I could see that trail. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's why you set up on the trail. Well, and then I was, I know that I was like looking, like that wasn't the trail that I was primarily focusing on. There was one down a little bit of from the hill. Okay. That I was like primarily focusing, but I was sitting in a direction to where I could see both of them, but I was, I had to turn my head like to the right to see that one where right in front of me was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, that was kind of crazy that we're, we're talking about cats the whole way down and then first morning we saw one that came within 15 yards from john <laughs> yeah 
I do remember when I was out there the couple days prior or whatever, um, I remember talking to one guy and him and telling him that I had went back into this, like the farther back area, it's called like a primitive area is what the sign says. Mm -hmm. And that I had those back in there and he's like, what are you carrying? And I was like, what? And he's like, what what are you, what are you carrying? And then he like um, pulls out, like pulls his bino case like away from his chest and you can see a pistol right there. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't have anything. He's like, you went back there without any protection. <laughs> He's like, you know, they call that cat heaven, right? And I was like, <laughs> no, no, I did not know that. And he's like, there's a lot of mountain lions in this area, like a lot. And I was like, yeah, okay. This guy's probably just doesn't want me back in there. Cause there's probably some big ass bucks back in there or something like, right. Like guarantee. <clears throat> he's just trying to scare me out of here. You know, especially when I told them I'm from Fargo, people from that side of the state don't really seem to like people from the eastern side of the state hunting out there. Yeah. And I remember him just like not being like a dick about it, but like, you know, you Pretty could definitely get the vibe that he was trying to scare me. Right. Like 100% was trying to freak me out. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, I've hunted this area a bunch. I've never seen a mountain lion out here. I've never seen any mountain lion tracks. Like, that I know that they're you know, they're pretty well, pretty good at staying hidden and not being seen and stuff. But like, I would have seen scat or I would have seen tracks at some point, you know, like I've during turkey hunting, we've we turkey hunted during blizzards and walked all over this area, like after the blizzard, I would have seen fresh tracks somewhere. That's at least what I was thinking and not knowing that how common they are in this area, because I've seen a few out there in that area now. Yeah. Um, so the next morning, um, John tells us that he's got this glassing point and John, you can probably describe it better than I can. Um, but it's a, it's a super cool, super beautiful spot that you just sit and you're like on top of, you feel like you're on top of the world. Yeah. It was that the one out in the primitive area that we walked out to. Uh, it's, it's that, that main one um that we always go to every year oh the one over the prairie dogs yeah yeah so there's those those kind of like that bowl area that i was talking about a little bit earlier um but you drive down the road a couple miles from like two miles from camp or something like that and then you can turn out onto this almost like a plateau that comes out and there's some heavy trees that kind of go down the hills to your right and down the hill to your left on both sides of the hill and then as you get out onto like this finger, the trees kind of stop on both sides. Um, directly out in front of you, there's a, I don't, I don't know exactly what they plant out in there. Um, but every year it seems to be something different. Like I know one year it was corn, one year it was wheat, um, but it's just all on public land. And so that's kind of out there for a little food plot area for like deer and game. And then down below, there's a creek that runs through it with the most prairie dogs you've ever seen in your life. It's insane <laughs> how many there are down there. Always making noise. Yeah, just constantly. And then kind of around that whole bowl, it's just, yeah, I bet that's a mile across or something like that, maybe a little farther. Yeah. Um, and it's just like rolling hills with trees and all of like, you know, the bases of these rolling hills just heavy tree patterns and stuff like nice cover with open areas in between to be able to like so when you're glassing from up there 
you're glassing a mile away or, you know, some areas you might be 800 yards or something, but you're far enough away to where you're not really going to scare them, but you're close enough to where you can see them walk, you know, into the trees and then want through walk from one patch to another patch. Yep. I remember that first morning um, that we were, that you had showed me that spot. I immediately fell in love with that spot because it was, it's just, it's so cool. And it's, it's really nice, especially in the morning. It's really nice to get up there and just glass, um, just glass the, the entire thing and, and see just spot deer. Uh, Right. I remember we had seen, uh, like six, um, I don't know if they were does or bucks. At this point, we didn't care if they were does or bucks. Or at least yeah, I we just did. wanted to fill a tag because it's right. been now five years without, for me anyways, without filling a tag out there. Right. This was my third year, um, and we felt like we were getting a little bit better. I just wanted I just wanted meat in, meat in my fridge. At, at this point, I, I had never uh, shot a deer at all. Not rifle, not, not bow or anything. Um, I don't – I've actually never rifle hunted. Um that's a different story, but, um, so we spot these, these six deer and, and I think they're all does mm-hmm. and they were, they were pretty far away. I mean, I, I don't know the, a mile, it, uh, maybe, maybe yeah. a little less. Yeah. Three quarters to a mile probably. Yeah. Outside of my rangefinder's distance for sure. Right. And, um, so we're like, well, you know, this is all public. Like let's, let's go make a push you know why not and i remember that hike that we went on i had turned on my strava uh for that hike and it it it's it did like a, a fitbit thing right uh it it's an app on your on your phone okay i i use it for like biking and stuff um but one of the things that it that it tracks is your elevation and i i think we had like 780 um feet of of elevation i don't know if that was down and back up or if that was just one way that that was probably down and back up because i think it's like probably only 200 feet or something like that to the bottom of that but then there's areas that go down lower than that you know right the creek actually is and stuff right which which is is where we went because when we went to go make a play on those deer we went down to the left uh, we went to that that field that you were talking about, and yep. at this time, I think it was corn. Yep. Um, and then we went around the backside of that field and kind of went down into this into this creek area. There was it was heavy, heavy brush in there. We had to, we had to scrape through some crap to get back there. Um, and, and then, then mind this that the whole walk out there, we're trying to be quiet. There is a a little bit of a wind, but Jordan is wearing swishy snow pants <laughs> on this whole walk with his backpack on just hitting every branch possible like i have never heard a human being be so loud walking through the woods <laughs> like i i think i remember i was leading justin was second and casper's was third and then i think we ended up flip-flopping and putting casper's in the middle after a while i can't remember for sure but I, I was at the back for at least a portion of it. Yeah. And I remember like saying like, you like, you know, stay 50 yards apart so that there's not three people making noise. It's one person making noise and then person making noise a little ways back. And like, and if I stop, you stop type of thing. 
Right. And I remember like walking through all this stuff and just like it, it, I could not believe how loud you guys both sounded really loud, but like it was very distinct how much louder Casper's was than you. <laughs> and I do remember on the walk out there, we seen more mountain lion tracks too. Yes, we did. We seen uh, that was the set that we saw with a baby too. Yep, it was it was the mama paw and the baby paw right next to it in the sand. Yep, that was yep. <laughs> we were like, all right, we got our guns on us because. That's probably that's probably when they're you know most aggressive is when they're with their young. Right, and I do remember Casper was saying, "Yeah, I got my gun," and I was like, "Oh, well, where is it?" He's like, "Well, it's in my backpack." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Dude, get it out! Like, what are you gonna? You can't defend yourself if it's in your backpack. What? Are you, it's gonna maul you before you even get a chance to get it out of there. Like, you have to take it off, uh, open up the zippers, and then to find out that he not only had it in his backpack." but it was inside his case, inside of his backpack. <laughs> he was carrying yeah. his whole hard plastic case out through the woods with him. Yeah, he had to take with all of his clothes. Stuff, like. He had to take all of his clothes out and, like, dump his whole backpack out to find it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that was, uh, that was funny. And I remember when... I don't remember how many times I had, had made this comment, but he didn't have any binoculars. So I had borrowed my girlfriend's binoculars and I was using those and I gave him my binoculars to use. Um, and I remember I even gave him like a chest strap thing so that he could carry him right on his front of his chest and stuff. And I remember him, those were in his backpack at the bottom of his backpack too. And I'm like, are you not using these? Like, he's like, well, I haven't used them yet. Like I can see just fine with my eyes. And I'm like, yeah, you think you can, but out here, distance is very deceiving. Like, it's very hard to judge distance out here. Um, and you can't see what you think you can see with your eyes. Like, once you start using binoculars, you really, really get to see the advantage of them. If you don't ever use them, like, I grew up Minnesota hunting. We never used binoculars. Like, hardly ever, you know, our far shots were 100 yards. Like, we didn't really need binoculars. The woods were so thick and stuff, or at least we didn't think we did. Right. Um and I remember like getting after him, like, dude, use your binoculars. Use your binoculars. <laughs> I can't wait until he listens to these, to la- this last podcast and this one. Just talking and... so much shit. <laughs> yeah. He texted me during the first one, at that very first one that we made. And he said, oh, dude, your, your podcast sounds good. And I said, hey, thanks, man. And then, <laughs> and then he, he said, wait, you literally just talk shit about me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think these last two have been worse than the first one. Oh, yeah absolutely <laughs> but these are um, kind of the stuff that we were making fun of them for a little bit in the first one just in a little more detail right right um so we end up getting to to this spot where we had to cross this creek and there was a whole bunch of uh th- that heavy brush um we get to this spot where we uh, it was on the back side of, of where we saw these does and when we're coming down this this hill before we crossed the creek, um, <clears throat> we saw I don't know I don't remember if they were does or bucks, but we we saw like three or four deer, um, right up on top of this hill, which were not the same deer that we in, had initially seen, which is fine because um, you know this just got us back there and closer to different deer, right? Um, so we. 
so we decided to make a push towards these deer. And of course, we made a little bit of noise. Uh, we spooked them and they hopped over onto private. We were like hugging the private line at this point. Yeah, um, we're on, you know, we were kind of on, started on the one side of it. And this piece is probably two and a half miles wide or three miles wide. And I think we were, you know, all the way up to the private edge and like yeah. trying to walk, make sure we don't, you know, there's a barbed wire fence there dividing the line or whatever. So it's pretty easy to tell exactly where to stay. But yep. Um, so we get to this spot and we, we kick the deer out of there. Um, they hop over on a private and we decided to, you know, snoop the spot a little bit. I remember how many buck scrapes I had seen back there. I've, I've seen scrapes like, like never really seen like a whole bunch. I don't think there was a single tree in this whole spot that did not have a scrape on it. Yeah. Either... It was, that was by far the heaviest amount of scrapes in a single area that I had ever seen before. Yeah. Um, even like there were dead trees on the ground all kinds of scraped up and it was just it was kind of crazy to see yeah rubs in the ground everywhere just droplings all over the place we're like um do we just need to like sit here for a night or like just camp back here (laughs) or like might need to do something back here because this is insane sign um but we ended up just kind of walking around that area and we went and kind of laid down or sat down right by where those where those deer had went out onto private. And our plan was we were just going to wait until they come back onto public. And as soon as they were to hop that fence and start coming our way, um, it they're dead. You know, we've, we've got them right, right where we want them. And we were kind of covered. We were in some, in some, uh, small brush and we we're laying down and sitting down. So we we're just going to wait until those deer came back. I don't remember exactly how long we waited. We made it, waited maybe an hour or so. Yeah. An um, hour or two, something like that. Yeah. We, the deer never came back. We, we didn't see them. We probably needed um, to sit there until dark. Right. And right. Then yeah. We might we, I have mean, a chance at them coming back in. Right. Yeah. We definitely could have could have game planned that a little better. Um, but then again, this was our first time back there. We had no idea. We didn't bring food. We didn't bring snacks. We didn't bring water. Yeah. I think I was the only one that had brought water. And I think it was all gone at this point. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're sitting on this on this edge. And I don't know if you had laid down. I know I definitely laid down on my backpack and Casper's laid down as well. He was by me. You were kind of on the other side of the. Uh, yeah, field. I was like, not like laid down, but like sitting on, on my ass, like leaned up against a tree. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was pretty comfy. Yeah. And um, I remember laying there. It was a nice day. It was like 60, 65 degrees, not too hot, not too cold, light breeze mostly sunny and it was really nice <laughs> you know it just lay down there quiet and we you know we, we just we just laid for a while and just waited um but you know we're halfway into this into this sit session 
and we hear there's this god awful noise coming from in between me and John, and Casper's is snoring right <laughs> out in the middle of the field. And if you listen to the last podcast that we made, uh, <laughs> we had told you how ridiculous his snoring got, and that like people four grounds down could could hear. And um, so yeah. This is going on in the middle of this field that we're waiting for dozer bucks to come to. <laughs> so not ideal. Um, I think it was shortly after that that we decided <laughs> that uh, sitting here is a waste of time because we probably scared everything <laughs> that would have come that would have come. Did we run into deer on that walk back in too? I feel like we did. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, it, nothing super special. Um, I know that there were, I don't know if we kicked them up, but it was probably the ones that we initially spotted. Um, they came running over that hill, like three of them. And yep. they, they ran in front of us and that was the last we saw of them. Yeah, um, they, we were kind of all standing out in the open. Yeah. Not really expecting there to be deer, you know. Right. Just getting ready to walk back to the truck because I think it was, I don't know, it was afternoon for sure, like mid-afternoon at this point. We're all hungry and haven't had any lunch or anything and wanted to go back, grab lunch, and then pick a spot to sit for the evening. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. That that was... Uh... Yeah, they 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 came they came sprinting past us. You know, there there would have been no shot or anything. Yeah, um, that they, they came pretty decently close. You know, they were probably 50, 60 yards out. Um, but again, full sprint. We were not in any cover because we were just walking. Um, there was there was really nothing there to to be had. Yeah, I I do remember. I think it was was it that eve. I think it was that evening. Um, me and Casper's went out and walked out into that uh, primitive area, probably about a half mile. And I think you sat somewhere else by yourself that evening. I sat on the, it, it was, yeah, I remember because it was the evening that I was alone. I sat on the backside of um, that spot that you said that you were trying to get Casper's to go out onto. Oh, yep, yep. Um, the, of that hill. I I sat back there that time. Yeah, you sat kind of where the, there was kind of like that natural pinch pointer funnel or whatever, I think. Yeah. And there was two heavy deer. trees kind of met together. Yep. Heavy deer trail on both sides. I set yep. up right behind a, a tree that was, that was branched out into a V and I, it was, it would have been perfect, but I didn't see anything that night. Yeah. I remember me and Casper's walked out there and I remember like, like you're just saying it was gorgeous and i remember we get out to this point and we didn't quite make it to the point that i wanted to but the point that i wanted to ended up being a lot more difficult to get to than i was planning with the time that we had and i think it was we only had like two hours of daylight left then i was like well let's just go back up the hill here to this high point and sit here and just kind of watch from here and see what we can see and I remember I had my spotting scope out. Um, I had my binos up on a tripod and stuff and just glassed for hours and hour or two hours or whatever up there. And the only thing we seen was cattle, no deer, nothing <laughs> else, just cows. And there was cows everywhere out there. 
And yep. a couple of weeks ago, there was no cows out there at all. And there was deer out there. So I remember that being kind of disappointing. Yep. Um, well, now we get into um, Casper's uh, chasing the deer. Yeah. <laughs> that this is this is a pretty pretty entertaining portion, I guess, at least for me. Um, <laughs> we kind of ended up giving up on that immediate area and drove just a little bit north of there um, to where I had seen some deer um, a couple weeks prior and we're we're cruising up and we're just driving along and I think that you guys both had actually fallen asleep at this point probably I'm pretty sure I know for sure Casper was sleeping and I'm almost positive you were sleeping and then we seen the deer out in the field which was technically a private field but it wasn't posted at all Mm-hmm. Um, and in North Dakota, if it's not posted, uh, I think there are laws every 880 yards, it's the yeah, fair game. And I remember like driving back down the road, like a mile or two and looking for the property lines and stuff and see if there's any posted signs and there wasn't any posted signs at all. And then we ended up, ended up getting you guys up. And by that time of checking that stuff, those deer had ran out of that field. And that mm-hmm. was just like a tilled field. And then we drove, I don't know, probably three minutes up the road and spotted a mule deer doe just bedded on the hillside a couple hundred yards off the road, kind of looking at the truck, but not like not facing us. But eventually it ended up looking at us, I guess, but the body like wasn't facing us at all. And I remember right. saying, oh, Casper's like, you should, you should go, you should go try to shoot that. I was like, the wind's perfect for you to be able to, you know, get out here where you're not in sight of the deer, walk down around and come up over that hill. And it's so close to the top of the hill that you should just be able to kind of peek up over the top of the hill and get a 20, 30 yard shot on it. Yep. And then I don't remember exactly what Casper said. I don't know if you do. Um. He said, well, I, he was like looking at this hill that, that we were looking at and he's like that deer right there. And we're like, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what other deer is there? And, and he said, and he's like, the thing's fake. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I've been watching it. It hasn't moved. It's fake. So me and John are like, dude. No one's out here planting fake deer, <laughs> just bedded on the side of the hill. This is it's, a dope, like. yeah, like this is not fake. And he said, "You guys, that's that's fake." And, and he's and being serious about me this and Justin too. Are using binoculars, and he is not. <laughs> but he is one hundred percent confident that it is fake. I was like, dude, that's not even like a a thing that goes through my mind of like someone doing that like what do you like dude just go just go chase after this thing so he gets out of the truck and did he i don't know did he just walk straight at it or he did he, he got out of the truck <laughs> slammed the door like like i shouldn't say slammed the door he didn't shut it quietly and mind at this point he is 
we're barely out of sight line of this deer. Yeah. Like we, it was not the ideal spot that he should have been walking out of, but that was just happened to be where we were. Um, and he gets out and he literally, instead of walking around the back side of the hill, cause he's still 100% <laughs> confident this deer is fake. He just beelines, just walking across this. It's like rolling hills with like, I don't know, two foot tall grass, maybe two and a half foot tall grass. Yeah. And he's just <laughs> walking right towards it. He's like six four, two fifty or something. I don't know. He's a big dude. I don't know how tall he actually is, but he's just walking right up right to him. <laughs> and sure enough, yeah, I don't even think he makes it fifty yards, seventy five yards from the truck. And also we see him turn around and start walking back as the deer is just hopping over the hill. <laughs> He comes back to the truck and he's like, yeah, turns out it was real. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. Dude, he's he's not going to be our friend after these podcasts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be like, yeah, I'm done hanging out with you guys. <laughs> um, uh, right from there, we drove probably a mile or two down the road um, to this area where I had glassed up some deer. Um, and this was the initial area that we were trying to get to, but we had ran into deer on the way and we were, we pulled up into there and I'm glassing the spot where I'd seen deer and there's no deer over there. And I'm like, oh, damn it. Like that kind of sucks. Like I really, I was really hoping that there was going to be those deer bed right there on the side of the hill. Yeah. Um, but we just keep glassing the rest of the area and ended up what were they probably three quarters of a mile from where we were, maybe half a mile. Yeah, probably half. And we ended up spotting what was probably eight to 12 deer, something like that. Um, just all bedded on the side of this hill, pretty much facing us. Um, the, the hillside was, and they were in these like patch of bushes and brush. Um, and there was one really nice buck in there, like a nice four by four mule deer, just mature probably one of the better ones that i've even laid eyes on in north dakota with you know myself like i've seen lots of pictures and stuff obviously but i was i was like holy shit this is awesome Mm -hmm. and we decided to try to make a good game plan which with the way the wind was going we were gonna have to walk probably two miles or something like that to go around and just we decided to leave justin in the truck um so that we could keep eyes on them to see if those deer were, you know, got up and moved or if we spooked them or anything like that. And we just had it set up to where, Hey, um, you hang a little flag up. You know, I think we had like a blaze orange hat that I'm like, Hey, if we see the blaze orange hanging out of the truck window, we know that the deer are gone. I can't remember if it was white or orange, but I remember we were using a hat of some kind. Right. Yeah. I, I don't remember the specifics, but I remember um, that I was, I had the door open. I was standing on the floorboard um, way up there as, as tall as I could get. And I was watching you guys. And, and I remember trying to give you certain signals. We didn't, we we're still p- pretty far away. So in order for you guys to see what signal I was doing, you had to have your glass on me. You're which, right. I had to have vinyls on you and then you had to point certain directions. Right. Which a lot of times I couldn't get your guys's, um attention because you were just too far away right um and you guys are worried about the deer in front of you not me yeah and i know every time that i would turn around and look back at justin 
he was looking at the deer, not at us. Right. And then I couldn't get <laughs> Justin's attention at all to like say, hey, are they still there? Like, do a, am I on the right hill to go around and everything? Like, I was, I was pretty confident that I was, but you couldn't see what that train looked like at all until you got over that hill. And I yeah. think that there was a fair margin there where you couldn't see us at all. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely was. Okay. There, there was probably a good, like, 20 minutes where I couldn't see you guys. Right. I, I didn't know this, where you guys were going to pop out. Yeah, I think this whole thing was probably only an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, a terribly long stock or anything like that. And I remember me and Casper's kind of made pretty, pretty decent time, you know, the majority of the way out there until we got to be getting semi close. And I remember getting to where I was like, okay, I think they're going to be right over this or right around this hill. And then we go really slow and we get up around that hill. And then I was like, oh, crap, it's one more hill. And I was like, because I can't see the truck yet. And I should yeah. be able to see the truck the way I come around this hill. And I should also be able to see the oil rigs in the background and stuff. And I can't see any of that. Yep. And Casper is, is, is actually doing a pretty good job of staying quiet, staying close, like, you know, staying down, making sure we're not skylining ourselves. Like, you know, the wind's still good. And it's kind of like coming up this draw because it's late afternoon and it's just kind of pulling our scent up. So as long as we don't end up down the hill from them, like we should be good scent wise anyways. Mm-hmm. And we eventually come up um, to like right around the corner. And then I think it was when we finally got to like, how far do you think we were? 70 yards or something? Yeah, something like that. And then that's right when we spooked what we thought was all of the deer. Right. I, so I'm watching this through glass and I see them pop up over this hill. And no more than than they pop up over this hill. All the deer spook it, like immediately, and I'm like, "Oh man, like we we just blew the whole thing." And they both saw the all the deer spook and run. Uh, so they like, I'm pretty sure you guys stood up and like just started walking. And... I, I, I well, I didn't write away like the first couple seconds, but after right. the big buck had ran. Because, like, that big one, he ran, like, down the hill almost towards us, like, probably from 60, 70 yards to 30, 40 yards. But right. he didn't stop running. He just ran down the hill and then turned and then went, like, straight down away from us. And I remember seeing like, and him, and I was like, holy shit. Like, he's way bigger than I thought he was up close. Like, <laughs> that it was the biggest bodied deer I'd ever seen. But I'm so used to hunting whitetails. And being close to whitetails and mule deer a little bit bigger and his rack was pretty nice size and everything like it was i would have been very very happy with that yeah and to know that if i was just probably you know a little more patient and came over that hill a little bit slower or i remember talking with caspers about taking our boots off to not make any noise at all walking up that hill and he said that sounds absolutely crazy um <laughs> he has cactus in his ass, you know, pretty much. Like, <laughs> that was a different trip. But I remember him like, no, I'm not getting cactus in my feet. Like that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so let's, let's just take it slow. And then I remember we ended up spooking them all. And then after that one, cause it ran down the hill and stopped at like a hundred yards. And then 
um, Casper stood up, and when Casper stood up, it took off running the rest of the way. Not that it wouldn't have anyways shortly, probably, but... Right. Um, and then we both kind of just started walking, you know, pretty much right back towards the truck at this point. Right. And I still had glass um, kind of where, where all those deer were, and I was still watching one deer because there was one out of that whole herd that, that didn't run. Um, he was just eating whatever picking around um he did not run he was sitting right there and you guys were walking right towards him (laughs) and i didn't know what to do because we don't have any way to communicate i'm standing on top of the truck i'm waving my hand all around like pointing i think i did i did a wave and then a point at him and i did that repetitively for like like two minutes is, is what it felt like i mean it was probably more like 30 seconds um, but then I eventually saw you, John, um, looking at me through glass. And as soon as I saw your glass on me, I knew that you could see what I was doing. And I remember pointing vigorously <laughs> towards this deer, like just pointing like right in your, your guys's general direction. Yep. And you, you got the idea that like, there's still a deer there. Yep. And, um, and me and Casper both immediately crouched down. Then. Yeah, you guys, you guys went down right away, and I, I felt good after that because I was like, oh, okay, they, they know, they know that there's, they, they got my, my message. And I don't, I think that from there, I knew that I couldn't see anything at all. Like, yeah, you, know, you guys if, couldn't if this see. It was close to me. I can't see it. So I need to, and I'm kind of at this point in the open a little bit, you know, like I'm on the hillside and stuff, but I I don't have any immediate cover around us or anything like that besides just the shape of the hill. Right. There was a, there was a bush um, that the deer was directly behind. Mm -hmm. I I remember that. And that's why you, you guys couldn't see it and vice versa. It couldn't see you guys um, because of this bush. So this would have been a really hard play in general because you guys are on the top of the hill and you like have to sneak up on around the side of the bush. Like, I don't know. It, it was a hard position to be in for that to be the last one. Yeah. Uh, if, I mean, obviously knowing that, that that would have been the last one you would have wanted to come from a different angle, come from behind it or, or whatever, but coming straight on the side of it, uh with a bush in the middle is kind of kind of rough yeah and i don't uh, like i i think i ended up giving up on that one in like two minutes two or three minutes like for five minutes or something like because i remember moving forward a little bit and like not seeing it not seeing it not seeing it and then i remember just taking like one more step yeah and that one more step was and then he was gone yep and the one more step I took, I could finally see the antlers through the bushes. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And I remember seeing the antlers through the bushes because that was when his head like, turned and snapped towards me. And I yep. saw the movement of it is what I ended up seeing. And, it, and then I could make out that there were antlers. Otherwise, I couldn't make out through the bushes that there were antlers. Because, again, I wasn't smart enough to take a couple minutes and look through that bush with my binoculars. Because <laughs> I used my eyes and I thought I could see through it clearly. And obviously, I couldn't. Right. And then that one ran down the hill and joined all his buddies pretty much. Yeah. But that was just a, yeah, that was a fun little, 
little push that we did there or that you guys did. Yeah, it was, at, it was at one of... point in time, you know, we were inside 30 yards of a, a pretty nice buck. Right. Right, which, which I, you know, any one of those bucks out of that group, I would have been super happy to put my tag on. And realistically, any one of those deer, I would have been happy to put my tag on. Yeah. Um, I think that to this point was the closest that we had got two deer. Yep. Yep, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's about all I got for the for twenty nineteen. Um, yeah, I was trying to think if there was any other like key highlight points or anything from 2019. Right. Um, I remember that I at one point in time I had fell asleep on one of our walks, um, and I had I was just like sitting over kind of like a little pond area with probably like a 200 yard opening in front of me with yeah. like trees probably 50 or 60 yards to the left of me. And I remember falling asleep. Like I'm literally just laying on my back on this hillside with like a bush to my right. And all of a sudden I remember like sitting up and the motion of me sitting up, there was two does that just turned and snapped their heads like a mama and a fawn. They're just staring at me and they're 40 yards away or something. I'm like, ah, crap. My bow is down on its side (laughs) next to me. Like there's the arrows are in the quiver still like, well, I, I know I remember like pulling my rangefinder off of my chest and like getting time to range them. And I remember being able to grab my bow and like get my bow into an upright position. And then they, that was too much motion for them. And, that, and then they skedaddled off. And I remember the, we were giving Casper's crap for falling asleep on that opening morning when the uh, cat walked past me because yep. he had missed an opportunity at a deer that morning by falling asleep. <laughs> and he didn't even believe us that a deer had walked by but there was fresh deer tracks that went like 20 yards from him just <laughs> right in front of him so there's no way that he wouldn't have seen it unless he was sleeping <laughs> and i don't think he believed us until he saw the tracks himself just like me with the mountain lion yeah otherwise i, I don't i don't remember any other like key highlights we probably will at some point in time but Right. Yeah. I, I don't either. That, that just kind of, that kind of wraps up. I remember the day, um, the morning that we left again, the Vikes game was on and we listened to that. And <clears throat> I remember we were walking through that per- prairie dog area and I remember how weird that, that ground felt mm-hmm. because it's all soft and spongy. Yeah. It was, it was super soft the whole you know the whole basin is like that right and um it was it was really weird to to feel and um you remember someone was when we were down there we heard gunshots someone was shooting down into that basin (laughs) yeah there's some dude just plinking off uh prairie dogs yeah (laughs) not having any idea that we're out in that general area no no he had no idea bow hunting full camo yeah I, I don't think it he was, was really like dangerous by any means, but no, he wasn't shooting anywhere near us. It just the fact that it was in the same basin, like that we're, we're in this bowl and his, his shots are just, you know, echoing. Um, yeah, that was kind of an eerie thing, but it, like I said, I, I think 
I think he was shooting on the other side of the bowl, so he was nowhere near us. Right, but you couldn't tell because in the bowl, right. the way the sound travels and everything, it sounded like it was closer than it was. Yeah, I was I was like, is some, like, is someone shooting at us? <laughs> but no, it, he was way over on the other side. Um, you ended up talking to him, I think. Yeah. Like me and Caspers were waiting in the truck because we wanted to listen to the game, and we still had to pack up the the tent and everything back at camp, and you were deep into story time with this guy <laughs> yeah and i remember him saying like oh sorry i didn't know you guys were out there you know and right he's like and i was like yeah it's not a big deal you know like we probably weren't gonna get anything anyways and he's like well if it makes you feel any better like you know the deer aren't scared of gunshots in this area because so many people come out here me included and shoot prairie dogs like almost on a daily basis Oh, sure. He's like, so they're not really gun shy out here. So as long as there's, you know, not anything that's super close to them, they just, it doesn't really bother them much. At least that's right. what he was saying. I have no idea if there's truth to that because I've never rifle hunted that area at all. But right, um, it, it kind of makes sense. You know, if the deer are used to hearing gunshots, you know, 10, 15, 20 a day, every day, that's probably not something that scares them very much. Yeah. If you made it this far in the podcast, odds are that you like hunting and fishing or at least like listening to the stories that we're telling. If you guys head over to 47northnd.com, uh, that's my website. That's the number 47 north, N-D as in North Dakota.com. That's where you're going to find everything that I have already made, uh, all my merchandise, um, if you want to special order anything, if you want to, you know, get anything ordered and, and printed custom or anything like that, um, let me know. There is a Facebook button, uh, right on the bottom. Uh, it's a Facebook messenger button. You can message me right, right from the homepage of the website. Um, go ahead and follow me on, on Instagram and Facebook on, uh, Instagram. I'm 47 North nd uh on instagram on facebook i'm still 47 north co um look me up give me a follow give me some likes um i i try to post updates anytime i get some kind of update um whether it be for new products or uh or, or like when we did the sportsman show you know have have that updated there um yeah Give me a like, give me a follow. Let me know what you guys like about the podcast. Let me know what we can keep out. Uh, if you have any stories that you want us to go into deeper detail, if you have any stories that I haven't touched on that you've been with me on, um, let me know. I would love to share those stories. Uh, it, you know, Maybe I just need my memory jogged. Uh, if you guys want to be on the podcast yourself, let me know. We can, we can do that. We could, I, I love having more people, more content, more stories to share. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, go ahead and check out 47northnd.com and use code podcast22 for 15% off your first order on the website. Thank you. And until next time, we will see you at the end of a dirt road.